guys. All right, all right, and welcome to the totally inappropriate radio show here on Skyhawk After Fucking Dark. Yeah, Huey Lewis's song. We finally found a home. We'll never be alone. Right here where I belong. I mean, come on. Thank you, Skyhawk After Dark, for hosting us. Shit, we're back on the air. No fucking problem. Second week in a row. Fucking this (laughs) network rocks. Okay, so anyway, folks, if you didn't know already, which I'm sure you already do, because even though this is only our second show on this network, uh, I don't need any introduction. Everybody knows who the fuck I am, right? I'm a goddamn living legend. In your own mind. In your own mind. (laughs) Whatever. That's not what Raven was telling me before the show. But anyway. I didn't tell you (laughs) you were a legend. I said we both were. Uh, Oh, yeah, but I heard me. Jesus, can somebody send me some butter? I need to get these bitches' heads out the fucking door. (laughs) All right, so, folks, I am the living legend herself, Kimber Haven, and I've been doing Transporn for about a decade. And everybody know me? I'm cool the fuck. So, who who do I got? Uh, You're not cool. I'm totally cool. No, you're not. All the people want to hang out with me because I'm so badass. I'm so So fly. So cool that you're the one that gets the hate mail after the show. I'm pretty fly for it was guy. Just that saying. was lame. It was so lame, wasn't lame, it? Yeah. It so was a little lame. lame. I, I, I can admit when my jokes are lame. Fuck you both. First of all, who's to my right? The bestest from the westest, Lexus. Uh-huh. Yeah. What makes you the bestest? I I have to hype myself up, okay? Yeah, but is there the, any the heads reasons are whatsoever? too big. You're, you're being squished? Yes, like I'm a being s'more? squished. Yeah. Like an Oreo? It's giving me a fucking headache. Are you our, humbi- uh, are you our humble Oreo creamy center? Yes, I am. So what makes you the bestest? Is there any reason whatsoever? I'm the bestest in my own mind. At what? Everything. Any examples whatsoever? A- any zero? Shutting you down. I don't know. It hasn't been successful yet. Stop picking shit off my mic. I, I feel like you're a fucking uh, chimpanzee. Really? I'm just trying to push lice. it into your face. Uh, I, who do you got to your right? You know, I've been thinking about this. Oh, God. That must have hurt you. Well, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> must have brought on migraine or something. Well, I've been calling myself the pint-sized powerhouse Raven Rocks for so long that I'm not really powerhousey anymore. I gotta come up with a comparison new name. to what a, a real girl? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm sitting next to one I wouldn't fuck with. Well, nobody would. <laughs> I'm a giant, and I wouldn't fuck with her. <gasps> so she's, but, but, but you don't fuck with crazy. 
For all of those that you don't, uh, for all of our listeners that don't know, Alexis is a little violently crazy. She she swings on people randomly. I'm, I'm so sweet and demure. <laughs> randomly, and you never know what's going to bring it on. Fragile. Now, in her defense, I have never seen her swing on anybody. Well, in her defense, usually what brings on the dick sucking and the brawling in the bar is alcohol. <laughs> And she's too old to drink now, but she used to drink and then start swinging on people and sucking dicks. Good times. Good times. I have yeah. seen. Yeah. I have seen a lot of the dick sucking. Here was her modus operandi: power drink, suck a cock, get in a bar fight. That's pretty <laughs> much Lexus's. That that's her night out. But then she got old, and then she's like, "Fuck, I can't take drinking anymore." Yeah, and you know what? This is this is sad. This is how to tell you how old I'm getting. I woke up today. And I can't make a fist because it hurts. <laughs> oh, my God. That must be killing you that you can't make a fist. I How know. are you going to punch somebody today? I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to have to power through. That's yeah. just You're going to have to get through your entire work day without punching anybody. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> this is why you should never be in a management position. <laughs> <laughs> because of your violent nature. What? Because you're, you would be... A horrible boss. We have horrible bosses. Except you'd be violent. I am sweet, demure, and fragile. You're you're the if you were a villain, you're the villain boss. The guy is so worried to bring the bad news back to, because even though he's not <laughs> responsible for it, he knows you're going to take it out on him and beat his ass. You're the evil villain that beats his henchman's ass that didn't do anything because he had to bring you bad news. Oh, we got a first-time listener in the house. First-time listener? Yep. How do you know they're a first-time listener? Because they, they said. Oh. If you would read. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. She's too full of her own fucking head to oh, read. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I am verbally engaging our audience to the point that I was not. Well, I was engaging with them in the actual <laughs> chat room. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually... Dom my J-O-B, you know, talking on the radio. Whatever. I'm not reading a novel here. It's not a novel. It's not even a sentence. I don't know. That's still a lot of words for me. Oh, God. It's been years since I got hooked on phonics. (laughs) You're such an idiot. I had to get clean. Hooked on phonics worked for me. (laughs) Yeah, I had to get clean (laughs) off that shit, though. I got hooked on phonics, (laughs) and I was really into words for a while, and then I got clean, and I don't give a fuck anymore. You're an idiot. So what's the 12-step program for getting off of Hooked on Phonics? Weed. There's only <laughs> one step. One step. Weed. Okay, so I want to talk about, first off, I want to talk about our new network owner, Brian. Okay. Because I know that motherfucker's probably listening, and I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. So let's, okay, our last network owner, not so great. <laughs> they both start with the same letter. We got Bobby and Brian. But if our listeners have followed us over to um, Skyhawk After Dark here, they'll they'll realize that... It's working? Well, that we would (laughs) fucking say Bobby's name with such venom and hate. And now, you know, we... Okay, the reason why I bring up our new network and our new network owner is because this motherfucker... We're not used to this, people. Now, people are going to be shocked by the fact that we're not used to him actually caring about our show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because our last network did not care about our show. He hadn't spoken to me in over two fucking years. 
this this new owner of this network fucking checks in with us all the fucking time, checked in with us before we broadcast to make sure everything is okay and that we're good to go for having a good show live. And we are not used to that shit. Listen, I, okay, so on the last network, because he didn't care, I would You guys save are some up. shit talkers. I would save up the shows before I sent them off for weeks and then just do a big dump. I completely not that, forgot. Not that he ever played them. I, I forgot to send the show, and he hits me up. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm so sorry. I forgot to send it because I'm not used to. People giving the shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I got to train myself. Yeah, I, I'm shocked our, our fucking new network boss is just like, he's he's really into the show. He He interacts with us, engages with us. We're just not used to that. Yeah, he even said, have a good show. Yeah, like, it's like, holy shit. Okay, boss, we'll be on it. We'll have a good show. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So oh, I bet that put <laughs> you in heaven telling a black man, yes, boss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned that to him on the, the fucking meeting <laughs> that I was happy he was a black guy because I was like, oh, hey, hey, sexy black guy. So <laughs> it's, we're nine minutes in. We're not fighting to get on. I know. it's people, And, and people they don't hear a commercial over our fucking show every it, minute. And it's yeah. weird. The stress level has just like gone from like an eight or a nine <coughs> to like a one. It was like, it was like a fucked up game. Are we going to get on today? <laughs> Are we going to be well, able to stream? We, we don't even know half the shit because we didn't experience it. But our, our listeners... Would have yes. to listen to yes. commercials over our show and then try to figure out what we were talking about all the time. We could never hear the commercials. We never knew when they were played. So they were just getting a chopped up fucking version of our show before. And that had to be frustrating and infuriating. I was just thinking, God forbid we change subjects while a commercial is on. Everybody would think just yeah. like another radio show started playing. So let me ask you girls a question. I'm going to ask. ask you one at a time. Here. You can ask. I don't know if we'll answer. Lexus, do yes. you know who Little Dirk is? I think I do, but I don't know. I don't remember. Raven, do you know who I Little Dirk is? I have absolutely no fucking clue. Okay, this is why I ask. I'm going to tell you why I ask. <laughs> because lately I've been feeling my age, girls. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting old, and I'm getting crotchety and grouchy, especially about the new, new music. <laughs> And I'm realizing that this is the way of life, that when you get to a certain age, you have to bitch about the new music and say it's not fucking music. So I go I on training. I don't know. I, I like a lot of new music. I try, to be, I try to be cool, okay? I try to be <laughs> a cool old person. So I try to go on. It's not working out for you. I know. <laughs> I try to go on trending on YouTube and find out what trends and what's popular and what's in, where I can be in the know, you know? Because part of my job is to get on this radio and talk about current issues and what's going on in the world today. So I have to stay abreast. So I go on there, and I see a new artist. His name is Little Dirk. <laughs> and it's a song, Lion Eyes, which I guess is a rap hip-hop version of Eye of the Tiger or some shit. But there's a lion eye and seven eye of the tiger, I guess. But his name is Little Dirk. And I'm listening to like literally 10 seconds of this garbage. 
And I'm like, fuck you, give me NWA off. <laughs> and I just, I'm, I'm grouchy as shit. I'm like, what the fuck happened to good hip hop? What the fuck happened to, to fucking rap before it was overprocessed, fucking computerized garbage with fucking vocal tracks laid over a computer program? You know, it, it's so weird because obviously your tastes change <sighs> as you get older. But I remember one of the one of the albums that I bought when I was a teenager was Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. And I used to listen to that nonstop. Of course, Rodney knows who Little Dirk is. <laughs> I used to listen to that nonstop, and my dad would be like, this isn't even music. She's a whiny <laughs> little bitch. And I'm like, she's not whiny. Let me tell you, I listened to it the other day. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. I was like, what a whiny bitch. And it's like we were we were discussing how when you get older, you start realizing things about your music and realize that the old people were always oh, right. Jesus. Like uh, Axl Rose can't sing a fucking lick. He, no. can't. he can't sing worth a shit. Nope. He has the worst fucking. It's like the Counting Crows guys. Mr. Jones <laughs> and me. Fuck you. I like that song. Yeah, but you got to admit the guy can't carry a fucking tone <laughs> worth a shit. I mean, I have the song on my MP3, but Mr. Jones and me, he can't fucking sing at all. <laughs> it's like you and I singing the song, and Axl Rose is horrible. And they, they, and our folks used to say, "We can't fucking sing where the damn." We're like, "Fuck you, Dad. Fuck you, Mom." And okay. then we grow up and go, "Gosh, shit, they were right. They can't this, fucking yeah. sing." This will make you feel old. Lexus and I were driving around the other day, and a Skid Row song came on. And I was like, you know what I think of when I hear this song? I was like, this is one of the first, it's that I'm even saying this part too, tapes that I ever bought. And I got it through BMG Music Service. Explain, <laughs> explain to the listeners what a tape is, because some of them may not know. <laughs> or, or why you carried a pencil in your car. <laughs> These motherfuckers will never know why you had the short little pencil. In the cardboard box, the shoe box, where all your loose tapes were, because you started with a plan. You started thinking, I'm going to keep my tapes in their original fucking cool cases and yes. have a cool thing with slots in it. Never works out like that. They especially end up being everywhere, just if, free. Especially if you lived in Arizona, because you left a tape out in the sun. Oh, man. I don't know. I was, when I lived, when I first lived here in Kentucky the first time, I had a black Toyota Supra with black leather seats, black interior. I left a tape on the seat one day, and I came out, and it was C-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and everybody, I don't, I don't, I can't say everybody, but I can definitely speak for myself. And I would think that this was a common problem in our era, but I would assume that everybody at one time owned a vehicle that had a penchant for eating tapes. Yes. Yeah. And you would spend a half hour trying to salvage your tape and, and hope it didn't break. The worst was, well, you wouldn't have this problem, little Miss Rich Girl. Fuck you. But what the pro the worst problem is when you saved up to buy a specific album, it was your favorite fucking album, and then you'd put it in the tape recorder, and it would just fucking eat it well, up. How'd you save up? Did you have an allowance or something? I had a job, bitch. Oh, you had a job? I, I had surgery for that. The perfect thing to fix a broken tape, if if the only thing wrong is the tape case, was you would buy those Memorex blank tapes. Yes. Because they had screws on all four corners. You could pull the screws off, kind of do a, a 
tape transplant and then put it back together. Well, everybody bought those fucking blank tapes for the same reason, where they could sit by the radio for hours and wait for their song that they want to come on, where they they had it all queued up. They had the record button pushed down. They had everything going. All you had to do was put the release, and you just waited. And then you finally got to your song. They finally play it, and the fucking DJ talks over it. Let me tell you a story, okay? When I was young, I think I was in middle school, we were going to do a... um, we're going to do, you know how they have the whole talent shows at middle school? Yes. We were going to do a talent show. We were going to lip sync to a song. You were in a talent show? I was going to be. Okay. So let me tell you the story. So I had one of those big ass boom boxes, right? I was listening to it. I was practicing the dance, the oh, yeah, choreograph that we came up with. And the fucking boom box ate the tape. So I was like, okay, I can fix this. I can fix this. Everything's closed. We can't go to the store. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to request it on the radio. And I'm going to record it. I was waiting all fucking night. <laughs> Never fucking came on. And, and do you remember how, how cool you were was based on how big your portable stereo was? Oh, my God. Yes. Do you remember? And if, um, you, had you, had an lo- e- <laughs> if you had an EQ on <laughs> your boom box. Hey, you'll remember this one. Do you remember instead of fighting, you used to... Uh, Breakdance? Breakdance battles? Uh, First of all, I did both. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly the same time, fuck you. I was like, oh, I'm done with my breakdance battle. Now I gotta go really fight. (laughs) No, I didn't start fighting until I was a teenager, but I started breakdancing at like 10. I never broke dance. Is that how you say it in past terms? (laughs) Broke dance? (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) How do you say that? Broke dance. Uh, fucking Lexus is like Ron Jeremy though. She she won't dance because she's like Ron Jeremy doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> she's always awkward. You know though, I was like that until I got up on stage and started doing it professionally. <laughs> and she's and like, then... oh fuck that. <laughs> uh, but you know, she's got that butt that I I, I want to teach her how to like you. I keep trying to teach you girls how to fucking shake that rump. You guys uh, got both big butts. I mean, guys. Gotta learn I how to shake it. Baby. I have a big butt and a ruptured disc. That's what makes it hard. So <laughs> yeah, I got a big butt and a bad back. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> remember. Thanks for letting us know how old we are. I, w- I want. Well, I I injured my back in my twenties. It's just we all know how that works. That said, all right, uh, you're fine now. <laughs> just but wait. I'll, yeah, just I'll wait see you in twenty years. years. I, w- I want to <laughs> hear what you girls think about gay guys. And, and when I say that, let me let me explain a little bit. I'm talking, you, you, we bag all the fucking time about toxic masculinity. Are we talking about Brokeback Mountain gay or? No. Um, not, not like Closet. Or, or uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Star gay. Jeffrey Star gay. Okay. Uh, we talk about toxic masculinity all the time, but I honestly think that there's also a toxic faggotry. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. You're fucking gay. You take cock in your ass. Tone it down a bit, Queen Mary. I, I, okay, Queen maybe Mary. maybe somebody can explain this to me because there's something I don't understand. <clears throat> a Jeffrey Star is not trans, right? No, he's just a flaming fucking fag. Why does he call himself girl then? Uh, it's a it's a to- it's a it's toxic a faggotry. Thing. It's a woke well, thing. No, it's part of toxic faggotry. It's part of the gay lingo. I, if you hang around gay bars or whatever, they call each other girl all the time and bitch and and, and you know it's like okay, you're proud that you're gay. We get that. 
but stop flaming the place so bad that there's <laughs> arson going on all over town. It's like, it annoys me because it's like they got to be on a gay level that's obnoxious. like That, uh, that they want everyone to know they're gay. Yeah, it's like you, you don't see straight guys. I mean, it'd be like a guy that really walked into a room, and every time he walked in the room, he started flexing. So, so you're saying then that Jeffrey Star and Proud Boys are just the same guy on a different end of the spectrum. I'm saying it's toxic faggotry. You you can be <laughs> feminine and gay without fucking being loud and obnoxious and fucking way overboard on the faggotry where you're flaming so bright you're like a goddamn meteor as you go through the fucking room, a fucking sashaying. Wearing your neckerchief or whatever mean, the fuck you're wearing. You mean like Britney, that girl we used to dance with, that really wasn't trans. I was thinking more like Harley. But would run around. Remember, she would run around the gay bar in Lexington as the yes, shop, yes, shop yes, boy. Yeah, th- that was funny when we no, ran to her as the shop boy. What was really funny was when she was t- dancing the trans night, and uh, her, <laughs> her wig, wig fell off. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want, I want to know what you girls have to say about this. <laughs> Facebook changes his name. What? You, you, what you didn't know about no, this? No, I didn't. I heard about it. Yes, yeah, now called Meta. <laughs> She's kidding. <getting> on. <laughs> it it still looks exactly the same for no, me. No, they're going to change it. it oh, they th- haven't done it yet. There will be no Facebook because they're in problems in legal. They think we're just going to rebrand. Since Facebook, everybody says Facebook is evil, we're just going to change our name. We're not going to change our ways. Oh, fuck that. We're just going to change our name and go into hiding. That, that must be a corporate thing because, uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm having to sue over my ex's house right now. And my lawyer said that our, this mortgage company was so bad that they have to change their name every couple of years. So it must be, it yeah, must be a corporate I, I, thing. I can't believe you didn't know that Facebook, to avoid trouble, was instead of doing anything about the trouble itself or fixing the platform, they're just going to rebrand, rename, and try to get rid of the well, bad context attached to Facebook. I, I saw this on the news. There's the company that makes Oxy. Actually, um, if I'm remembering this right, they're they're getting sued. No, no, it's Johnson and Johnson over there. They're cancer causing uh, baby powder. They're being sued right now. So what they're doing is they're filing for bankruptcy. They created a new company in Texas because there's some kind of law that allows you to do this in Texas. Then they shifted all the liability to the company that. Yeah, owns nothing. I, we were watching that video together. Yeah, and now Johnson & Johnson is like free from any liability. Yeah. Isn't that some shit? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, that's the way thing. Okay, is it just me? See, I don't know, because I know I'm getting old, and I'm getting older, and I'm getting grouchier and crouchy, uh, crotchety and less patient, but is it just me or, like, superhero movies? Are we just old? Are we just fucking sick of them? Oh, I'm sick of I'm them. I'm just sick of them. I, yeah, I, get, I get sick of shows real real easy. Like, I'm not going to watch the new season of Stranger Things. I'm just not. Yeah, that's... Uh, thank you. Thank you for the segue, because I want to talk about that. I didn't know the third yes, season was they, coming they, out. I just before we got on the radio show, I saw that they dropped the season four trailer, but I didn't okay. get a chance to watch it. But she brings up a good point, because I want to ask you girls and pick your brain about this. Like, Cobra Kai. 
season four. Too much? We didn't even finish <laughs> season three. It's like, is Stranger Things the same? Can you only take a certain amount of something before you're like, get it the fuck out of my face? Prime example. You know that I love anything to do with zombies. But after about the third or fourth season of The Walking Dead, oh my God. I was like, done. Yeah, because it was this the same. There has been two shows that I've watched all of. Two in my lifetime. I don't think I can say that. One, <laughs> The Sopranos. Two, SOA. That's not true. What? You completed one other, and you were amazed by it. What? Breaking Bad. Oh, that's true. Watched I forgot it all the way to the very end. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch the follow-up movie. No, neither did I. But we didn't watch the follow-up Sopranos movie either. We tried to. Yeah, we tried. Saints of Newark. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I think that these things that we truly love, and I don't know why they keep making sequels, because that has to apply to sequels. And, you know, like. There comes a time I just don't want to fucking see any more of it. Like SOA, they, they came out with the Mayans. Oh, that was horrible. I could not watch it. Well, Walking Dead did Beaners the same on thing. They had, what, Sir survive the walking dead or some shit and yeah. show that came out that was an offshoot and actually i i will admit i watched like the first season of that and the first season of that was better than the fourth or fifth season of the regular walking dead so the walking dead that was a funny show for me because i would only get on there to watch it to root for somebody to die like, once, once all the people I hated were dead, I was like, I'm done. I'm like, good. Like the boys. We love the boys. And it, when season three yes, comes out. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the show, the boys. When season three comes out, I'll probably watch it. But I got to admit, during the third season of the boys. Uh-huh. I haven't even I watched know, the second season yet. I know that there's a high likelihood that I'll get halfway through it. And then just not care anymore. Same with Shameless. They just dropped the, the last season, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's like how much of s- something you love can you take before See, you're just like, I don't want this anymore. I have a separate issue. If I like something, and, I, and this goes for video games too, I'll finish a video game or finish a series 90%, but because I don't want it to end, I just don't watch or don't play through the last 10%. <laughs> Because then it's always there if you, I want to go back. Yeah, but then you don't have closure. Here, here's the thing, too. <laughs> I don't know like, why I do it. I can't stand shows that I like that have a bad theme song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, it drives me crazy. I, I'll always skip over it. Prime example. I was really into Oranges of New Black, which I didn't finish, by the way. Oh, that's horrible theme the song. The fucking oh theme song God. drove me nuts. The fucking Sopranos has a badass theme yes, song. Sons do. of Anarchy has a badass mm-hmm. theme song. You know, the thing is, you're right, because if you think back at all the fucking shows we absolutely loved as a kid, they're horrible shows, but they had badass things. Dukes of Hazard, yeah. A Team. A Team. Night Rider. Even Hardcastle McCormick. Yeah. Shit show, but God damn, I love the fucking Fall theme guy? song. Oh my God. Fall <laughs> Guy. Yeah. You know, most of our listeners are probably going, What's Fall Guy? <laughs> but I've been seen with Farah. <laughs> I fucking love that fucking song. That was an actual country song, though, right? It, it was actually sung by the star, and it reached number one in Germany. <laughs> but, okay. It's like David Hasselhoff. They love David so, Hasselhoff in Germany. Believe it or not, Raven, Lexus was completely unaware that this actually happened. And I had to preface it by saying, 
this happened recently, and I have to tell you what happened, but you're going to have to believe it because it's true, even though you're going to tell me, you're going to think I'm joking, and you're going to think I'm full of shit. This actually happened recently. She was unaware of the QAnon rally. Oh, my God. That gathered in Dallas, Texas to await the return <laughs> of JFK Jr. to announce, dead JFK Jr. to announce that he was going to be Trump's running mate in 2024. I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, are you people... These people are dangerous. The ignorance level that they aspire to be at is just, I mean, it's and, like Spinal Tap. They've got it turned up to 11. And how do you deal with a country where literally one third of the country is so detached from anything resembling reality that they can't be talked to. How can you talk to somebody that actually does believe JFK Jr., deceased JFK Jr., is going to return from the grave to run with Donald Trump in 2024? And then when they, he didn't show up, they said actually JFK Sr., which would be 105 years old, is actually Keith Richards. Yes, and, I saw that too. <laughs> they're pretending <laughs> he's pretending to be Keith Richards, and later that night at the Rolling Stones concert, he's going to make his big announcement that he's actually been in hiding. You, you know what that reminded me of? What is that movie you had me watch that uh, that Bruce Campbell was in, where the one dude is, or uh, no, it's him, wasn't it? Or no, the black guy, the black guy was Elvis stuck in another body. Oh, that's Bubba Hotep. Yes, no, he, he was JFK Jr. Well, JFK that <laughs> yeah. they had implanted in another body. Okay, so I was telling her about this article that I read. However, it's changed since the last time I put it on. They were saying that Alec Baldwin was targeted because of his anti-Trump rhetoric. That be the shooting, he was set up, he was set by up. the Illuminati. Who's saying that? Though? Now it's changed. The MAGA people to oh, actress God. Janet Hubert, which was the first mom on Fresh Prince. <laughs> why? These people why are her fucking though? nuts, man. Is she on that's that new she, movie that they're shooting? No, that's what she believes. She believes oh. that he was set up. And not only are these people fucking. She also believes that Bill Cosby didn't rape anybody. So, <laughs> is not only are these people super insane, but they're dangerous and violent. And these people need to be locked the fuck up. Why do we lock all the black Mexicans up when we have these crazy-ass white motherfuckers? White people are the most dangerous, unstable, fucking out-of-reality crazy motherfuckers in this country. You you can't have them, though, because Mama will call and tell, tell the, the Mama prison tell yeah. the prison that you gotta have your vegetarian meal. Have uh, you... Yeah. If you look at the, st the statistics of Mass shooters or mass murderers, mostly white. Mostly white. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. From about 90%, yeah. Mostly men. But yet, men. jails are filled with colored people. <laughs> yeah. So, for minor <laughs> offenses. So, I mean, <sighs> like, I heard some shit um, yesterday or the day before about how the. Um, the prosecution is not happy about the jury selection for that Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, yeah, dude. 11, 11 white people, one yeah. black person Yeah, for Kyle Rittenhouse. Isn't Can that you believe shit? that shit? Well, and they use loopholes to get an all-white jury? I mean, that reminds me of shit that you saw in Georgia in the 30s and 40s it's, and 50s. It's still, it, nothing's changed. 
they they went down underground and kept their bigotry on the down low mm-hmm. till recently and now they've come back into light. We know this country hasn't fucking changed one goddamn bit. And the thing the sad thing is the rest of us that weren't white, we knew that nothing has changed. But the white people are now starting to go, Oh wait, we still have an issue with this? No fucking shit. You don't have an issue. We've been having an issue. So you know about my legendary poopiphanies. Oh, God. For all of our listeners who don't know, uh, several times a day I go to the back and I take an epic I, poop. I don't see how you do it several times a day. I know. I'm very regular. So I go to, and I don't eat. I don't get it. I don't even know where the poop comes from. I don't even know what it's being made <laughs> out of. But anyway, uh, I, I have notorious poopiphanies where I'll go back there and I'll do my business. And while I'm doing my business, I will ponder on the mysteries of the universe. So I'm pondering my musings of the universe. So I'm pondering an age-old question, and I, I finally solved the answer. I have an answer to the age-old question. So let me ch- check this out. I'm going to blow your mind. Because I actually had a poopiphany about this age-old question. <laughs> you always hear the question from religious people or atheists. Could God create a stone so big that he himself could not lift it? You've heard, all heard that, right? No. No. Yeah, it's one of those uh, atheist things to try to blow religious people's minds. If God is all powerful, could God create a stone so big that he himself could not lift it? And then that that's one of those atheist questions they ask religious people to try to fucking stump them. Well, I'm not religious at all, but I've solved the question. Yes, he could. <laughs> How you ask? How you ask could a bean create a stone so big he could not lift it. Well, let me explain it. I figured it out. It's possible to be the creator of something, but at the same time, not be capable of defeating it. I will give you a great example. The smartest computer in the world can beat the best chess player in the world. However, the creator of the computer program cannot beat the chess champion. <laughs> so he creates a program that can beat the chess champion, but he himself cannot do it. But he creates a force that can. So the age-old conundrum, could God create a stone that he could not lift? Yes, he could, because there's a human being can create a computer program that can beat a chess champion, even though the person that created the program cannot beat the chess champion. How, how fucking mind-blowing is that? I started thinking about that. I'm like, that is fucking wild that a human being can create a program that can beat a chess champion, even though he's not good enough at chess to beat that chess champion. Alrighty. I mean, I know I don't really have input either. <laughs> doesn't that fucking blow your mind though? I, I find that so fucking weird that th- you you can create something that can do something that you're incapable of doing, but you created it. So it has a skill. You create something that you can't do. And that to me is fucking amazing. It's like creating a robot that can build a car, even though you don't know how to build a car. <laughs> So you create something that has a skill you don't possess. But how do you create something with a skill you don't understand and can't do? I can build a car. So it, it's just, it boggles my fucking mind. I can't believe you girls don't do deep thinking when you take a shit. You need to ponder the universe. You know, when I go, it's usually 20 minutes after I woke up in the morning. And I call it shit and get. I got stuff to do. <laughs> no, see... So I sit she down. She doesn't I, even flush the toilet. I, <laughs> that's true. 
fuck you. Sometimes she's in such a hurry, she'll just leave a fucking floater <laughs> no, in there for a week. No, no. I Now I have to explain. Oh, okay. Yes, I forgot that time. <laughs> you left Lexus a floater. But what happens is I usually... That was baking in the sun for a week. I usually take a poop. Then I get in the shower. The problem is if I flush the toilet, I got to wait like five minutes for the toilet to fill up or I'll get nothing but hot water from my shower. So uh, for all of our listeners uh, that don't know the story, Raven asked for Lexus <laughs> to stop by her place and check on something while she was gone on a trip. So right before she went on our trip, she gets in the shower and takes a big old poop and leaves a big old <laughs> floater in the toilet and then goes on her I trip. I think it was the winter and the heat was on, No, it too. was summer. Was it yeah, summer? it was in the middle of summer. It was baking in there. And Lexus stops by to do whatever, Aaron. Do you remember what she asked water you? Water the plants. Oh, water the plants. And she goes in to use your bathroom and she just sees your weak old fucking baked <laughs> floater just in there. Wonderful. You, yeah. you are such a Thanks. sexy I, I live, lady. I live Thanks. the good life. I live <laughs> you know, the good life. You know what cracks me up is our fans that think of us as so sexy. They hear about <laughs> Raven floaters and me having my poop epiphanies. This is who we are, folks. This is who. This is beyond the glamour. This is beyond the glitz and Everybody glamour. Everybody poops. That's right. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. So I was thinking, since you guys are dog lovers, don't you ever really kind of think about dogs beyond how cute they are? Like, for example... Humans play God in fucked up ways. It's like, oh, look how badly deformed and inbred we made bulldogs. Aren't they just the cutest thing? It's like we fuck them up. I mean, they are badly physically deformed. They can barely breathe. They can't even be born naturally. But we look at them and go, you're such the cutest deformed little inbred fuck that I created. You are my well, mad scientist experiment. When the bulldog just looks at you when it's breathing hard and goes, kill me. Everybody thinks those yeah. Chinese wrinkle dogs are cute. Sharpays. No, 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 the ones that look like a 200-pound dog crusted. and a 50-pound dog. Chinese crested? They just have wrinkles all over them, real short hair, and like their whole Sharpay. face is yeah, nothing. Yeah, those are Sharpay. Yeah, Sharpay. I thought Sharpays had long hair. No, Sharpay. Oh, okay, well, then that's it. <laughs> Sharpay looks like a, a man's ball sack. Yeah. The Chinese crested is the bald ones that only have like the ring around their head. Oh, that's that would be hideous, You look too. cute puppy on your... Yeah, yes, <laughs> my boy. So, have you girls ever? I mean, do you know what our money is based on? Nothing. Uh, well, it's called a fiat fiat currency. Yeah, now it's but it, it actually is based. What what does the uh, the the dollar actually mean? Do you guys know? It's a promissory note. It is for what? That you can turn Goods. it in and supposedly and, yeah. get a well, dollar's worth of gold. Every fiat currency in the world, there is a reason why we have Fort Knox. Every fiat currency in the world is based on its physical gold value. How much gold you physically can promise on that note. Yes. Everything as far as monetary in the world is based on what is known as the gold standard. And a company, uh, a country will put out banknotes, aka their currency, which is based on their ability to have enough gold to back their currency. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's all gold standard. Now, why? Who the fuck eons ago pulled out a piece of yellow rock and said this? This is something. This is going to be worthwhile. Well, it's the same with diamonds. I mean, diamonds are shit. Yeah, but at least they had a uh, the uh, the bears company that inflated its value. But 
long time ago. What made gold of any value? You can't eat it. You can't really fucking wear it in its raw form. It has no use to a human being whatsoever other than it's fucking pretty. But I think turquoise is pretty. What do you mean? I'm not into turquoise. I gold? can't do it. Yes. Gold is used in tons of electronics. No, no. I am talking about why is it valuable. You're talking about ancient people making coins out of this shit. They were not making computer phones. Gold, why did gold get the, the money? I mean, it's just like, what if it was turquoise? What made them decide that gold was for some reason fucking valuable for no fucking reason whatsoever other than it was a pretty rock? I mean, if they pulled out turquoise and the first human said, ooh, look at this blue rock. This from now on going to be money. <laughs> and then we're going to mine fucking turquoise. We could have all of our bills based on turquoise today. <laughs> but just randomly, they just fucking picked gold for no fucking reason because there's a pretty shiny uh, yellow rock and said, from now on, human beings are going to consider this valuable as money. Yes, I, as- I know that in modern technology, they have made gold because it's a good conductor, uh, for electronic devices. However, when it was decided that gold would be considered money, that was not a factor. It had no logical use to anyone. Anyone. They just randomly picked gold to be money. Just somebody somewhere in some culture randomly picked gold to, to be money, and then the whole world followed suit. How the fuck did that happen? It could have been anything. It could have been any fucking rock of any color that some fucking caveman motherfucker said, ooh, me me buy fish with this. This now money. And they just randomly pick gold. How was that? Oh, me buy fish with this. This is now money. Okay. There. There you go. There's a replay. You want it again? <laughs> me buy fish with this. This money. That was my cookie monster impression, actually. Yeah, I know. Oh, me like cookies. Cookie, 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 cookie. Oh, so good cookie. There's something wrong with you. But it's just, you girls never think of this shit? Why gold? Why the fuck did we just randomly decide this shit was worth something? Well, here you go. Gold longevity, scarcity, and portability. The fact that it was verifiable, verifiable and safe made it an ideal tender. But at the end, it says... Uh, um, but it always, but as, uh, as, as, God, at, but as is always the case. Why can't I say that? Gold has value because people say it has value. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. It has no intrinsic value. Now, the thing is, food has value. Shelter has value. It has value for human needs that we need. But gold has zero value to it for any human being. There is no reason why any human being would ever need a chunk of gold. Ever. It's because at one time. But now our lives are based around it. A caveman called, we'll call him Mr. Jones, got some. Oh, Mr. Jones. He got some, and then his neighbors in the next cave wanted it. That's why. Okay, so that's why his name was Jones? Yeah. Caveman Jones, and then everybody had to have gold? Yeah. It's just like, how many, how many lives, how many human lives have been crushed, lost, and just obliterated for gold. Well, you know what I think about all the time? For nothing. Why are people heisting diamonds? Because of resale value. You, there's no fucking resale value. Well, it, it depends. If, if it, you're, heist means you're not paying for the product. 
So even if you get $2 million of diamonds and you can fence them for 80 grand, that's a big re- uh, return on a zero investment because you're stealing the <laughs> shit. Well, I don't know. You're putting your life on the line. That's a pretty big investment. Do these people really care about that? I mean, really? I mean, people that are doing crime are in a circumstance. Nobody says, you know what? Uh, I'm in high school. And my career path was I'm going to be a career criminal. It is something you fall into because of the shitty circumstances of your life, which this country attributes to. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking of, that's a good segue. I want to talk to you girls about something. (laughs) Our friend Justin. Let's talk about Justin. Okay, he's listening. I want to talk about Justin because Justin's struggling lately. He's he's dealing with the struggle. And I got to think about this. And it, it may make Justin happy to know that I've been thinking about him. And I, he's he's got the typical American life. Because I, I heard something from Lexus the other day that made me think even more about this. She told me the police officers in her department start out like $10 an hour. Now I'm thinking to myself, even though I hate cops... Let's say you're a cop, you get out of the academy, you're making $10 an hour. Now, there is no adult in 2021 that can survive having one job and support yourself on $10 an hour. It just cannot happen. So our friend Justin has multiple jobs, and he spends his life working Mm -hmm. his ass into the fucking dirt because America has gotten to the point where you have to have multiple fucking jobs to survive. Well, it used to be that you you could have a one-income family and be fine. Yeah. And and the fucking Republicans has fucked us to the point where literally, did you know that the top 1% have 90% of this country's yes. wealth? Yeah. We have a 10% spread among, you know, what, 60 million people? Mm-hmm. Only 10% of that wealth. And they're hoarding it and going to space. Well, it's because our... All right, I got to go. It's because our government keeps, you know, not wanting to pass laws to do any type of taxation on anybody that's rich. And, I, and <clears throat> Yeah, now, now here's the thing. Now, you, you talk about... Well, Lexus brought up the fact that back in the old days, you could have a one-income family and everything. And I've seen in my lifetime it get worse. Oh, yeah. Because when I was young... When I was Amy's age, I could afford a shit place on my own and everything without having multiple. Even Amy has multiple jobs. Yeah, she does her OnlyFans. She, she could make it on where she works, and she does like DoorDash or something. Yeah, she too. could make it on just her job, and she's got a little tiny place. The thing is, nowadays millennials have it so fucking hard. Because things have gotten so bad because these Republican fucks giving the tax breaks to their wealth. And, and it just, the Republicans made the wealthier wealthier, the poor poor. So what has happened now is literally none of these millennials can survive unless they have at least two or three jobs. And then they have no life to speak of. They are living well, to work. And I've also seen statistics that say like homeownership among like people under 30 has tanked. Because nobody can afford it. Because, you know, you buy a $200,000 house, they want you to drop eighty grand in cash just so they will, you know, guarantee your loan. I mean, that... that At a conventional <coughs> bank. I know there's other ways. That little ranch-style house we had in the suburbs, they wanted to sell it to us for eighty-five grand six years ago. They just sold it for one sixty-five. Yeah, I saw. It's just like people can't afford that shit. Well, hell, when <laughs> I lived in Alabama and... 
the year 2000, we bought a house for 75000 When we moved up here in 2008, we sold that place for like 140, almost doubled our money in eight years. It, it's just, you know, Justin, our friend, he's basically like our little brother. He's, he's part of our family. And he has a nice apartment. I mean, it's not palatial. It's not where we live. It's not Creech Manor. From but the pictures I've seen, yeah, I really like nice, his apartment. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice apartment. But it's still a, an apartment. And he, just to maintain his apartment, mm-hmm. he has to work multiple jobs. Didn't he say he was paying like close to like fourteen or $1,500 it's a month? People can't afford, normal people can't afford that shit. And now it's like every day the poverty gets worse because these these young people are well, like our friend Justin has like two or three fucking jobs. He just lost one of his jobs because he was treated like dog shit at it. And now he's in a funk because, you know, you got to have like three, four fucking jobs to survive your day. When the fu- you get no sleep, you, you have no activity, no life. I just don't understand what the work working environment is like nowadays because I've seen these young people. They literally work, the ones that do work, like Amy, the hard workers like Amy and Justin, work 24-7, and I don't know how they do it and just to pay their rent. Don't get jobs at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 and then, you know what uh, really I annoys me? I just got that. And what really annoys me, because Lexus chimed in, I don't know if you guys heard, because she walked by and says, and then some people don't get jobs at all. But that really annoys me, because why the fuck do all these hard workers find three or four jobs, and this motherfucker can't find one? Uh, There are so many people unemployed. Why are they unemployed when the young millennials are working four fucking jobs? There's so many people unemployed. But McDonald's is paying like upwards of $15 an hour to flip burgers. I, I got to say, as far as McDonald's go, the, and, the and stocks they, are doing well. They still have signs out. You know, everybody, I, you don't go out much, but I drive all over. And you would not believe the amount of help wanted signs I see. Yeah, I, when I was first starting to invest in stocks and building my portfolio, I was just like, you know, McDonald's is probably going to go up in value because Americans are big and fat and they're just fucking lazy fucks. And McDonald's, they just shove in their face. It's a good call. I was right. Hey, I don't care what you say. Their fries are good. Their fries are good. Their Diet Coke is good. Now, That's somebody... And their hot apple pies are okay. Now, I'm going to... Because we just got this not too long ago. Um, what is it? Penn Station. I think they have the best fries of any fast food place I've ever had. I don't know. We just had Wendy's wedge, spiced wedge fries. They were fucking amazing. Well, the only problem is like that night you came over, I got Penn Station and I got two subs, two fries and two drinks and it cost me almost 40 bucks. Now, when you and I were young, you and I were young about Amy's age, we were supporting families. Oh, yeah. I was married, two kids. I mean, how could we have fucking done that nowadays? If you look back on, yeah, we struggled, but can you imagine nowadays with what the pay is well, compared to what things cost? How would we have supported a family? To kind of go back on the, the statement you made about 
people having multiple jobs and people having no jobs. The people that have no jobs are like, I ain't going to do that. When I got out of the military, the first job I had was working for a dock leveler company making like six bucks an hour. I left there to go work for a construction company making like 13 or 14, but I was always getting rained out, so I wasn't making any money. So then I left there and went and tried to sell cars. That didn't go well. Then I got lucky and got on with a, with, a, with a warehouse company and started making really good money. But I was making, and back in 2001, 2002, I was making over 15 bucks an hour working in a warehouse. But I didn't see myself working in a warehouse for 20 years. So you know what I did? I fucking went back to school. And I worked full-time while going to school, full-time, supporting a family, coming home, mowing the yard, doing all that shit, too, because I owned a house. And it's like like that kind of uh, drive and and working mentality has been lost on a lot of people. Well, Lexus and I say all the time that the 20s are about need and struggle. That's what your 20s are about. (laughs) Nobody in their 20s does well. They always struggle. They're barely getting by. They're eating ramen noodles. Whether they're college students or trying to work three jobs to try to get by with their shit apartment, no person in their 20s has a nice place. Some have nice cars, but they pay through the nose for it. But 20s is about need. 30s is about trying to figure out what you want. That's what the 30s are all about, trying to figure out where you're going, where you're, you're headed. And then the 40s and 50s are kind of like reaping your hard work, and finally you're f- falling into a groove where you can live a comfortable life without killing yourself. Well, but you also, I, I noticed this like talking to Amy and some of these young girls that I have to deal with way more than you you spend a lot of fucking money you don't have when you're in your 20s. You rack up a we shitload of debt. Yeah, I did too. With fucking you, 20s is stupid. You you're rack retarded. up a shitload of debt, then you spend all your 30s getting out of debt because you're like, I can't fucking sustain this. So then you get out of debt. Then <laughs> yeah, that caveman then, named Jones. Yeah, Janice. but then you get in your 40s, and all your bills are paid off. You've got that disposable income, and then you start having fun with it. The only problem is you're getting too fucking <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah, that's why they <laughs> say youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> but, th- yeah, these girls, they they don't understand. Okay, for anybody who's listening right now in their 20s, I'm going to tell you a hard truth. Trey. You're fucking retarded. You're fucking an <laughs> idiot. Now, you don't think you're a fucking retarded idiot. Trust me, baby. You don't think you're a retarded idiot in your 20s. You think you know what the oh, yeah. fuck you're doing. That's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all people in their 20s are fucking idiots. You know, it is basically second puberty. When I was in my 20s, I'm like, I'm an adult. I've got my shit together. Now I look back on my 20s and I was like, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah, we, we all do. Everybody and everybody in their 20s right now listening, I guarantee you, I promise you, not only are you a fucking idiotic retard, but when you are 40, you are going to look back and go, God damn, I was an idiotic retard. Uh-huh. Everybody. It is life cycle. You are stupid. Stupid in your 20s because in when you're before your 20s in your teenage years and as a kid, we're stupid and we make a lot of stupid <laughs> mistakes, but they are on our shoulders. 
our our parents clean up that shit. But it's like when you're on your own, you're still making the same stupid mistakes. You yeah. just don't have mom and dad cleaning that shit up. Yeah. So you're fucking your life up because you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then because you think you got that's the problem. That's your biggest weakness that people in their 20s think they know what they're doing. And that causes them to not know what they're doing because they <laughs> don't listen. They don't learn. They just think they already know it. Oh, you mean because this is oh pisses me off so much when one of these woke fuckers who's in their 20s comes at me and goes you need to educate yourself it's like bitch i've been dealing with this fucking shit i've been a tranny longer than you've been an activist you fuck get the fuck out of here oh my god i had another guy hit me up the other day that was uh i've been watching you since i was 18 I'm like, no, yeah, I know. It makes you no, because if they're admitting to 18, it probably started much earlier. The cop finally left. You know what that means. <laughs> oh, I thought you took a hit earlier. No, I can't take a fucking hit of this around the fucking cop. <laughs> gotta, gotta behave around the fucking cop. I, I'm I behave when I smell bacon. I'm behaving today. You know, our listeners... I had too much stuff to do today. Our listeners that uh, aren't transfers over, you know, brand new listeners, they're like, they're wondering, they're like, what the fuck is Kimber talking about? Yeah. She's packing her bong. Lexus is... Well, they don't know about Lexus. Lexus works for the police department. So that's why uh, I wait. I wait. It's not like she's going to storm back in here and fucking bust me and drag me to jail for this shit. I do it out of respect. You know why? Because she don't want to piss out on a test. No, because I don't want to send her to the police department with her clothes smelling like fucking oh, weed. too, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine she walks in there sm- uh, smelling like Bob Marley? But what would be funny the fucking is police briefing room? they would be like, you smell like marijuana. You need to go get a test. And she'd go get a test and pass it. <laughs> Just so you know, it drives kids. Unless they're good drugs, then take them. But nah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Just don't take drugs. Just do pot. I, I'm going to say this like like a, a phrase that I have stolen from my sister. It's okay to do some of the drugs. It's not okay to do all of the drugs. You know, pot for me, <laughs> the most pleasurable thing about pot, and it's really weird, and I don't know if I'm the only one. Like, I read articles on it because did you know that pot causes your senses to heighten? No. Yeah, because I can smell shit when I, I'm stoned, even though I have no sense of smell. And I read about that because I was wondering, because I, I, I asked Lexus, I'm like, I wonder what's going on, why I can smell when I, I'm high and I can't. So I would look it up and it says, yeah, your olfactory, your taste buds, the reason you get the munchies, everything about you becomes magnified. Now, I did know that the reason people eat so much when they're stoned is because it, it, not, it, it, What's the word? I'm numbs. The receptors that tell you when you're full. Well, I've noticed things taste better when I'm high too. Yeah, they do. Because you can taste more. You know, in my case, if I get stoned, I tend to eat more than I normally would too. And I, I was looking it up, and it was because whatever receptors that tell you you're full are not getting fired. So my favorite thing about pot. Is that after I start smoking it, the smell? <laughs> J- the smell of the pot itself, because I can smell it so well. 
because I have a lack of, for all of our listeners who don't know, I lost my sense of smell when I was a child. I had a horrible sinus infection, and by the time I recovered from it, scar tissue had built up, up in my nasal cavity over my nasal receptors, preventing me from having any sense of smell, so I usually smell through taste. Like if you get into a elevator where somebody wears too much perfume and you can taste it on your... Yeah. But when I go buy sewage treatment plants, I can taste that shit. It's, it's not great. That, so I taste... <laughs> So I smell like a snake, basically. But with pot, I like the smell of it. I like the smell after it's been burnt. And I like the smell of yeah. pot, even though I don't want to smoke it. Yeah, it's, I like the smell. So I'm sitting there, and I'm enjoying the smell, the odor, as I'm enjoying it. As, as, I guess I'm Of course, I grew up with a father that uh, I, I knew what the smell was by the time I was seven years old. Shit, I was like... I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. And I remember coming home from school and going, where's dad? Because it was around the time my dad was supposed to come home. (laughs) Dad needs some private time. No. Somebody reported him because he he had a little greenhouse off our barn, and he thought it'd be a good idea to grow some weed in the greenhouse. You know, people... And we only lived like 30 or 40 feet off the road. Hey, Chris. (laughs) Chris Quigley just chimed in. Hey, Chris. You know what pisses me off is fucking snitches need stitches. <laughs> it's like, why? Why Why do people fucking care? Why does that affect them? If somebody next door to you is growing pot because they like to smoke pot, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus. Seriously. I watched the South Park episode last night where uh, Integrity Weed starts going after everybody who's trying to grow their own shit, trying Tegrity. to like legally make them change it so they can't because <laughs> we have integrity integrity weed oh god that show is funny i mean people need to stay the fuck in their own lane i mean why the fuck are you so concerned well i mean if it doesn't hurt you or hurt why, anybody else why is it that weed is illegal has less side effects and is less addictive than alcohol but alcohol is sold virtually fucking everywhere. Because they tried to ban it once and it didn't work out for them. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. It created a small problem, a little tiny problem like what, the rise of the mafia. What I'm afraid of is uh, by the time they legalize it here in Kentucky, I'll be too old to really start enjoying it. You know, like when we go to L.A. or Vegas and we're walking around and we're not used to smelling it in public. You know, that's a weird <laughs> thing. Before I was a pot smoker, I didn't like the smell. Now I love it. I always knew what it smelled like because my dad smoked it all the time. So Raven learned a lesson recently. What? Yeah, uh, you learned a lesson recently. And I taught it to her in the most subtle of ways. But she learned it, and I realized she learned it from just certain things she said. And I'm glad she did because it's an important lesson that she needed to learn that I've recently learned. Okay, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. That is that family is important putting aside time for your family see the thing is when you're young you don't give a shit when you get older you start realizing the importance of having a close supportive family and how important it is for your mental health in your life and raven was going through some things a while back and she was drifting away and she was off on her own, and she was she was having some problems, some depression issues, because she she was lonely for a while. 
and she was having issues. Well, so, and I was off my hormones for yeah. like three weeks. And every week on Tuesday, we get the whole family together, our whole family, and we spend game day. We, we'll pick a game. We'll either play a role-playing game, tabletop. We'll play a, a fucking video game you know all together. how boring we sound? <laughs> or, or if we don't play a video game together, we'll watch a movie together. But we, we put aside one day a week for the family to get together and spend time with one another and enjoy each other's company. And she hadn't experienced it in a while. And then she she left, and she's like, I really had a lot of fun. And I'm like, family is important. You it, Once a week, recharging that battery and putting it in your mind that you have people that care about you, love you, and have your fucking back. And being reminded that of that once a week is healthy for anyone, especially in our situation. I was about to say, especially when your own yes. family has almost nothing to do with you. And for all of our listeners, when we refer to our family that we get together with every week, it is a family we create of misfits that we consider our family because as trans, see, this is one advantage, you know, cultures like Mexicans and black people have over trans. See, yes, they are treated like dog shit by this country, but at home, they are treated okay by their own. Yeah. We are not treated okay by no. our own. We are kicked out. Uh, most young girls end up homeless well. or hooking on the street because our families reject us and kick us out and disown us. Well, like with my, with my um, I don't know even know what to call them now. Um, I had a nephew who came out to me as trans, and his mother basically kicked him out, and I was going to get him, but I found out some different information, so I was turning around, but I was talking to his mother, or their mother, and I literally said to her, because she's like, he's my only son, and I'm like, what's more important to you, keeping your child or keeping your son? And she literally fucking said, keeping my son. She didn't even pause, no nothing. And I'm like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Well, okay. And this is, of, this is an ex-sister-in-law. Speaking so. of that situation, her being a piece of shit. And I know it's not easy for you. But I, I think it's something that our listeners should know we deal with and what life is like for trans women. And I think that if other trans women are listening... They have stories very similar. Oh, yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to tell our listeners um, about your mom and Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, we're going to go there? Yeah, we're going to go there. This, this people is how we're treated. So I have to preface this, though. I have, I have a brother and I have two sisters. Um, one, my sister and brother are married. My other sister, who's... I get along great with because she's a total hippie and she was the black sheep before I became the black sheep. Uh, but I have one brother-in-law who is a fucking homophobic human piece of garbage. It's toxic masculinity at its best. He's special forces. And for the longest time, I wasn't allowed around my sister's kids because transsexuals molest kids. That was his whole thing. Even though it's always uh, fucking white, white yeah. guys and molest kids. So um, here recently, to get to the meat of the story, um, 
I was thinking about going down to visit my family for Thanksgiving because the sister that I get along really well with is going to be there, and she lives in another state, and I don't get to see her often. And I was basically told that, oh, oh, I forgot. I've got a grandmother that doesn't accept me either. She's coming to visit for Thanksgiving. So because my grandmother and my homophobic piece of shit brother-in-law are going to be at Thanksgiving, I was basically told I can become or I can come before or I can come after, but I am not welcome there during Thanksgiving. So because, her, her because own they mother, will be there. Her own mother told her child that wanted to come to be part of the family on Thanksgiving, then no, uh, I'm embarrassed of you. You can come the day before, the day after, but I don't want people on Thanksgiving seeing or dealing with my child. So I would rather you not be here Thanksgiving. How, well, how do you process she, being told that by your mother? To spend time, she wants to spend time more <clears throat> with my grandmother and piece of shit brother-in-law than she wants to spend with me. She doesn't want you to embarrass her in front of them. And what's funny is until I transitioned, because I was the oldest grandson at the time, I was her favorite. And my mother even told me that, that my grandmother saw me as her favorite. And I, I deal with black guys all the fucking time, all the time. And black guys and I are always talking about the struggles we both face. And I know the fucking black struggle is fucking bad. But I tell them all, I'm like, guys, you, you think being black is bad? I get beat up just as often when I'm pulled over by cops. But you know what's even worse? When your family, mm -hmm. I mean, at least you have a family. You can be black and go home and have a family. Maybe. Maybe. But you when go you're home trans. If you don't run into the cops. You're on your fucking own. Nobody gives a shit about you. And you're told by your own mother she doesn't want you at mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. The, it's, it's a whole level beyond she, being black or Mexican. She didn't even tell me. I had to get it from the sister that I talked to all the time. The, the, the so thing, she didn't even the, have the balls mm -hmm. to tell me. The thing when you're black or you're Mexican, you get treated like a second-class citizen all the time. But when you go home and you're in your own with your peeps and you're in your own neighborhood, you're, you feel normal. You feel like you belong. Black people and Mexicans that can go to the communities feel like they belong and not feel like they're second-class garbage citizens. They did with. We have no escape. Yeah. We, we are treated like second-class garbage citizens by the public, but we cannot go home or, or, or to our neighborhoods and feel like we belong because we don't. We're treated just as badly, if not worse, well, by the people that supposedly love us, and by the people that don't know us. I mean, you kept your wife. You were lucky. Oh, honey's but, in the room. Hey, honey. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I was going to bring it up when we got done with this. But literally, I was married to the same person for from 1995 till basically 2015 when I came out. So 20 years, and it took the bitch four days to throw away 20 years. That's all it took her, four days. And then black guys, oh, this is another thing that cracks me up about black guys. They'll, they'll bring up the fact that, oh, yeah, well, try, try living a life when uh, you, you, you're dating a white girl and she won't take you to meet her folks because you're black. 
I'm like, fuck you, dude. We can't even get taken on a date by most men. Most men don't even want to be seen in public with us, no less take us home. Well, Can you not, imagine a guy who wants to take us home to meet his folks? Not just that. I mean, I've never asked my parents if they would be comfortable with you coming around because I already know the oh, answer. Oh, fuck them. I actually, this was back during the Lana days. Um, Lana was a friend of mine that moved here from Michigan, and she actually lived with me for like eight months. Well... She wasn't going to go home for a holiday once, and I was. So I told my mom, I was like, do you mind if I bring my friend? You know, we're not romantically involved at all. She just has nowhere to go for this holiday. And my mom's like, no, I don't think we're comfortable with that. Well, yeah, they, they're not comfortable with one tranny, no With the tranniness, too. yeah. had nothing to do. And you better be damn glad I haven't met your family. <laughs> well, at least your mom and your stepdad, because I'm not as nice as you. Everybody knows I'm not as nice as what you. I what I will say is my sister that's married to the piece of shit homophobe actually put she finally put her feet down or put her foot down. So now when I'm there, th- they live close to my mom. So the kids are always coming and going and they're allowed to be around me. And it's so funny because, you know, even if he's like, well, I don't want the, any of that wearing off on my kids. These kids are 11 and 13. They literally come in the house, say hi to me, give me a hug, and immediately run outside and start playing with, like, the neighbor kids and shit. I'm telling you, the the day that, when it comes, the day that I meet your stepdad and mother, it's going to be exactly (laughs) like that scene from Weird Science with Kelly LeBrock going to meet his parents. (laughs) And he's just sitting there all nervous going, no, no, dad, no, mom. I never jerked off. When she's like, you better you better watch yourself. You're out of shape. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and the way Kelly LeBrock and he's sitting right there just so nervous because she's dealing with his folks because she's saying the shit to his folks that he doesn't have the fucking guts to say. <laughs> that's going to be me because I'm not going to fucking deal with your mom's bullshit. Your fucking mom's bullshit The dog like this. <laughs> When she fucking treats you like a subhuman. In my book, she's not a mother. She's a piece of garbage. No fucking mother should ever do that to her children. She's she's a goddamn mother. She's still my mom, though. But the thing is, you expect that from dad. If she doesn't respect me, I'm still going to respect her because she's my mom. And, of course, they're fucking MAGA fucking Oh, God. uh, Every time I go there, it's like like 24-7 Fox News. Yeah, it's It's like, like the only channel. It's like if you're a fucking bigot and a racist, you're a Republican. What, when are these fucking Republicans that aren't bigoted and racist that say, I'm not a bigoted and racist? Look around the fucking room. Where do you think the KKK members are, are registered? Oh, where, yeah. where do you think all these white supremacists fucking are registered? What political party? You think they're Democrats? And that's another thing. These people waiting on JFK Jr. to pop back, they think he's going to be on their side? I saw that, and I was just like, oh, you fucking moron. They think the fucking Kennedys are MAGA people? (laughs) No, if the fucking Kennedys did come back, you guys would be eradicated because they don't fucking like you. Exactly. (laughs) It's like the Kennedys were not fucking Republicans. (laughs) You stupid fuck. I mean, oh, and did you hear the conspiracy theory that they believe that the Messiah Trump is actually secretly first cousins with the Kennedys. Oh, my God. Yeah, they believe this shit. They will, they will believe that he is secretly related to the Kennedys, but 
they won't believe, no, with no matter how much proof you give them, they won't believe that Obama was born in the United States. Hell, they did their own audit of the election, and their own audit says, yeah, yes. Biden won by even more. And they're like, oh, yeah, that didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these fucking, oh, did you hear the chants at the rally? No. Did we go to the moon? No. Oh, my God. I swear to God, watch the videos. I'm sure somebody that will chime in in the chat room has watched these videos of this rally where they thought JFK Jr. was coming back to run with Trump. You know what? And they're chanting, did we go to the moon? They're all chanting, no! You know what QAnon kind of reminds me of? What? Like the Nazi fucking party. Well, whacked out fucking ideas, but they don't care. They gonna believe them anyway. Fucking Republicans in general, man. They're fucking running militias in Michigan, playing GI Joe and shit. They're fucking overturning planning, the capital, planning to kidnap governor. Yeah, it's like these are a terrorist organization. They're a fucking uh, splinter what, cell. What happened to the days when you know somebody blows up a building and they just get hammered to the fucking wall for it? Well, Timothy McVeigh was a Republican too. Shocker, well, right? Yeah, but he got hammered to the fucking wall. Now it's like, no, it didn't really happen. They were just touring the White House. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they killed a cop, and they injured like 20 fucking police officers. One lost their eye. They're well, like, no, they were just tourists. Not just cat, uh, uh, cops, but cops don't blow people's fucking faces off for touring but, the Senate House. But the Republicans are always the first one to go, blue lives matter. Yes. And support the blues. Uh -huh. Like, fuck you and guys. And support the military. And yeah, but you, they're fucking comically super villains. And the, the only thing that I'm mad about is that, to me, it seems like every day I wake up and they've committed a new crime that they have evidence that of. That they're never going to get prosecuted yeah. for. Every day I wake up, they're like, Trump stole the election, undefeatable evidence and uh, unrefutable evidence, all this stuff. Uh, he tr uh, attempted to uh, coup and all this, but, you know, they don't hold anybody accountable. Well, that's because our buddy here in this state, oh, I'm not going to let this come to the floor. One of Raven's impressions. <laughs> I can do a Mitch McConnell. I mean, all you have to do is, like, talk from the middle of your throat. I love it when they do him on Saturday Night Live and they put the big bullfrog prosthetic <laughs> on his neck. You know what I'm talking no, about. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, my that. God. He, the guy who does it looks just fucking like him. Sounds just like him. They put this big old jiggly prosthetic on his fucking chin where it looks like he has that bullfrog patch. <laughs> he always reminds me of that one monster from Pan's Labyrinth. There's one monster that's got... Like a Gungan. Like it's got like this huge nasty chin. It's the one that's got the yeah, eyes. Yeah, he on has its a vagina. Hands. Yeah. I forget what he's called. It was I don't remember. I've never even seen the movie all the way Thin through. Thin Man. I don't know. It's not Slender Man, but No. So do you remember the name? The way you fucked me the other night? Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about that, huh? Okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, I got you're, another, you're, you're gonna bring it up. I got another text message. You're gonna today. bring it up, and I got a. I, I got another text sure. message oh, today. Fuck you. Yeah, you want to talk about it? I wasn't talking about, it, but you want to talk about? I was it, so just talking about the pounding I got for for all of our listeners. Uh, Raven sends me. Is this just gonna be a fucking weekly? Yes, I I think I'll make it a reoccurring uh, bit oh, where it's called Thirsty Text. Oh fuck you! From Raven the Power Bottom. Okay, so that's what we're going to call this. Thirsty text from Raven the Power Bottom. So let me give you some backstory, guys. So I fuck her down until she taps out 
Thursday. And then we have this big shoot Sunday. So our big shoot Sunday, the concept is, it's Halloween. It was Halloween night. And I was, my be- costume was basically, I was dressed up like Raven Rocks. I was doing a Raven Rocks impression and put on a blonde wig. We both were wearing pink beanies, pink outfits. You guys probably yeah, saw the picture that, that I posted. I had to dress up like Raven Rocks, too. <laughs> yeah. So we were sucking this big black dick. But I was getting kind of hot and bothered. And when I get hot and bothered, there's only one thing I want. <laughs> and that's Raven's ass. So when I get really worked up and I want to, like, get my nut off, I want it to be in Raven's ass. That's kind of where I want to be. So, so well, she's got to work <laughs> herself up by sucking black dick, yeah. but then she'll fuck me. Fuck yeah. I mean, you know, I'm performing for the black <laughs> dick and everything, but, you know, I'm going to get my nut. So I, I'm getting um, really into the sucking, and then I get worked up. So while Raven's still sucking away, I decide I'm going to get behind her and start pounding her the fuck out. And just just a side note, if you want to see this 40-minute video, you can go to our OnlyFans. <laughs> or our website. Yeah, or our websites. So uh, she's she's uh, she's getting pounded by me. I'm talking shit to her. I'm like, you keep sucking that black dick. I'm just fucking pounding around. Right? Yes, you were. And then we go back to sucking dick after that. And then I get hot and bothered again. So we go round two. And Turn this around. Time, yeah. Turn around. <laughs> this time I hand the black guy the, the camera. I'm like, you're holding camera. I'm doing my thing. So I just go at it. But, you know, I'm having a hard time because I'm wearing six-inch stilettos and carpet, so I can't get any traction in there. But I, I'm I'm getting my fuck on, and I, I give her a good fuck. So then I show up No. two nights ago. What, what I also have to add in here is ever since the first time the first time that she's describing that she pounded me out, I got stretched a little bit and it caused me to be really itchy and she won't let me fucking heal. So every time she pounds me a day or two later, I'm back to being itchy as fuck again. So I totally pounded her out two days ago. So then I wake up to this text message this morning. And like I said, these are thirsty texts from Raven Rocks, the power bottom. And it's set. <coughs> you. This is what I woke up to, folks. Oh. She sends me, I don't know what's up. I've been screaming at you for two weeks to let me heal. However, you just fucked me two days ago. And all I can seem to think about is you being right back up in there. I really want to ride you. <laughs> Nothing you. is more submissive to me no, than letting you. Oh, fuck you. I you forgot relax I even wrote I do half all that. the work. Fuck you. You know what? Uh, you're embarrassing me enough. You might as well tell your other fucking story because I what know story? you're you're proud as fuck about what it. What story? What? Which one? What I called you. Oh my god! Yeah, you. I forgot that was oh, hot. I shouldn't have said anything. I forgot <laughs> that was hot. Okay, I told I I told Terry about that last night. <laughs> Can't believe I had forgotten about that. Okay, so guys. Oh God. Two days ago, I'm fucking her so hard. And so ruthlessly. I, I was really getting into it, though. She's on this little... Uh, ottoman. Th- yeah, this little ottoman she has, a square ottoman. So she's presenting on the ottoman. So I get up all on this ottoman. I got both feet on there. I'm just fucking mounting her. And I'm just, just destroying her. <laughs> destroying her. I mean, it's a good night for me. I mean, it's always a good night for me when it comes to Raven. But it, it, I was absolutely fucking destroying her. And then she is so into it, and she's screaming and moaning so loud, she forgets where she is. 
All she knows is she's got this big old fucking dick just slamming her in the ass. And she starts calling out shit. And then she says, oh, yeah, fuck me, daddy. <laughs> and then she catches what she just says. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I called you daddy. I said, oh, I keep pounding her harder. I'm like, is that right, baby girl? If I fuck you hard enough for you to call me daddy, I'm all good with it, baby. Let's do this shit. That's how I know I'm doing it right. I got you calling me daddy now. Doesn't matter if I have tits with you. I'm all daddy. I'm all up in that oh, ass. fuck you. I'll be no, your daddy. No, I just was getting into it. And when you know as well as I do, when you get into it, things come out of your mouth that may have not processed through your brain. I never know what I say until the editing room. Yeah, I know. Never once. And sometimes I, I go into the editing room and go, oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Why did I say that? Why do you use the N-word so much? <laughs> I mean, it's all in a positive way. <laughs> you know, see, our listeners, a, a lot of our listeners are white people that have never used the N-word in their lives because of the stigma attached to it. But I was having this conversation with this guy just the other day, this black guy. And he was saying, hey, I want to hook up with you. Can you call me the N-word and all this stuff? I said, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. He's like, really? Because I can't really find a girl that, that's willing to do it because you won't do it. No. And, and I've I, had guys ask me to do it. I just yeah, don't I know feel you have. right. I, I know just you don't have. feel right doing it. And I told this black guy, I said, hon, I said, I have been with hundreds upon hundreds of black guys. I have never been with one that didn't like that. I said, it is much like calling a woman a bitch and a slut in the bedroom. I said, you call a woman a bitch or a slut in Walmart, they're going to fucking fight. You call somebody the N-word in fucking Walmart, it's fucking on. But in the bedroom, it's different fucking rules. You want to say all the fucked up shit you can't say <laughs> out there. You want to do that. Well, the guys want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, not, not that you want to do it, but they want you to do it. And, you know, I can honestly say, and because I've used the N-word a lot, I can honestly say I've never used it. Not once. In a derogatory way towards a black man has always been empowering. When I am sucking black dick, I often call him my nigger daddy. I'm his little white faggot punk, my <laughs> nigger daddy. He, I am always submissive to the black man. I am always paying him respect and homage. And I never say it disrespectfully. I say it from a point of being his bitch. And guys fucking love it. They don't understand there's a context involved. Well, that if you're going to use that word, you use it in a context of empowerment where you are from a bitch perspective. And I've noticed this since we've been doing porn for so long. We're starting to get, you know, some of the younger girls that come to BGM. And they are not vocal at all because they were they were taught that even in the fucking bedroom, you're not allowed to talk nasty. Nothing gets me hotter than a guy who's verbal. And the reason I like black guys is because they tend to be extremely verbal. Uh, I know one thing that gets you more turned on. What? A very verbal blonde transsexual. <laughs> well, I, I clued you into a thing that I really like. I never get I told I told Terry I like that shit. He never does that to me. Hardly ever. You didn't really give me a chance. I had totally planned on doing that. I know, that. I did. <laughs> I, I took charge. I was in a mood. I was going to tear that shit up. But this, this is how it works with Kimber. You either get foreplay or you get sex. If I'm not cleaned out, I will get so much fucking foreplay 
that I can't stand it anymore, and I'm almost ready to go clean my ass out. But if I clean my ass out and I'm ready, you're like, take your clothes off and get on the couch, or take your clothes off and get on the ottoman. I, I will tell you there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason I always fuck you right away, and then we relax, and then maybe we'll go around two. But there's always a reason I fuck you right away as soon as I walk in. Viagra's going to wear off? No. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. It's because I'm in, I'm in the position you're at very often. And I don't want to fuck around for two hours after I just clean because that shit doesn't last forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as a courtesy, I like it. <laughs> when I've cleaned out, if we go right to that shit, and no, then I can relax. Not the shit. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I don't want fucking Terry to fuck me after he's been here for two hours for the first time. I want I want that to get that out of the way where I can make sure I'm at my cleanest <laughs> before things build up back there and I have an accident because I, I, I try to be clean. So you get what I'm saying? It's a courtesy thing. Yes. I, I don't want to have because I spend, you know, I'm there for four hours. I don't want to be there for two, three fucking hours after you cleaned and then want to go that deep, that hard and hollow out your <laughs> fucking pussy after I've made you clean three hours ago. I mean, that, to me, is discourteous to the bottom. Well, I've, I've been fucked by bigger dicks, but I don't think I've ever been fucked harder. Aww. <laughs> well, I know. well, it's because, you know, and I say this, but it, it's going to sound wrong. Um, not because, you know, I don't want to do that. It's just with you... I'm way, how do I put this? Way more submissive? I stretch out way quicker with you. Oh my God, like the last time. I was just pulling (laughs) all the way out, slamming all the way back up. You were like. Oh God, yeah. I even got pictures of it. I was letting fuck farts go for two days. For all of our listeners, I I, I make her gape quite a bit. And she's got a big old pussy hole back there after I'm done with her. For all of our listeners that want to see Raven gape, tell you what. Just DM, DM me on Twitter at Kimber Haven Fuck and you. say, I want to see Raven gape and I'll send you pictures because I just what took some. What the fuck? What? I'm going to show them all. that shit away for free. Well, just the gapes. <laughs> uh, we, we brought it up on the show. If anybody's listening to the show and they actually do reach out and DM me and say, I want to see Raven gape, then they deserve some pictures uh, that I took of how badly your pussy gapes after I've been up all up in there. <laughs> well, there's a reason you call it the Sarlacc pit. But I can always I you know, I have to take some of the credit for that though because you you got to admit I have almost an uncanny ability to relax my sphincter and everything more than what most people can. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm like, "What?" Well, okay, honey knows me better than most. Because honey and I talk on a regular basis. In DMs. And I'm always, you know, uh, talking to her. She's showing me her progress on her dildo and everything. She pops into my cam shows. And you know this, and now she knows this, but most guys don't know that I actually truly care a lot about my girls. And they're, I don't. As long as they leave you alone. Well, yeah, for the most (laughs) part. But they're your girls, but I I have, I am motherly with them. I, I do care about what happens to our girls. I really do. Uh, I, I have a vested interest that they do well. 
I want to see Amy be a big star. I want to cry in pride as I see her walk the red carpet, knowing yeah, that I, I do too. Oh my God, I would ball like a baby. I want to make Honey a big star. I want to give her that moment where she walks that red carpet because I've done it so many times. It's like Tuesday for me. Mm -hmm. But I remember the first time. I remember getting emotional when I watched you walk the no. AVN <laughs> in front of me. And I got all emotional. We caught a picture of me getting super emotional about it because <laughs> I was so proud of you. And I just, I want, I've had my Well, time. and I had to work harder than most trans girls to get there. I mean, yeah, I call myself a legend and everything. I am fucking a legend. I've had my time. I've been nominated for hundreds of things. I've won plenty of awards. I've walked that red carpet so many times. I've had a big deal made of me. I've had multiple interviews, radio shows, all this stuff. It is now, it is now my time, because I'm getting old. I'm almost 50. It is now time to give these feelings to pass the torch. Yeah. These moments. I want yeah. these girls to have these moments and, and I want them to experience them and feel what it's like to be a star. I mean, it, it's, I think everybody needs to know at least once in their life, the feeling of what it's like to be a star. And it's just great for your self esteem. And well, I want these girls to experience it. Everybody wants to experience Gratitude's not really the right word. But when you've worked so hard f towards a goal. Recognition. Yeah, when you've worked so hard, it's nice to walk that red carpet, even if we hate doing it now. Oh, but God, I fucking... It's <laughs> you know, and yeah, the first time I ever walked the red carpet, I was like, I'm queen shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of you, too. <laughs> and, and the thing is, for all of our listeners who don't know, if you ever show up to AVN red carpets or Fetish Con red carpets... I think the only one, the only one I actually behave myself at is the TEAs, <laughs> just out of respect for Stephen Groovy, because I know the guy, so it's his event, so I don't fuck it up for him, but I don't know shit at the AVNs. I don't know anybody that runs the AVNs, and I don't know the upper management at Fetish Club. Well, so, not, not to mention, the AVNs tolerates trans people. Yeah. So my goal, and Raven will tell you this is absolutely 100% true. My goal every time I walk a red carpet is trying to get kicked off that red carpet. I will do everything I fucking can to get kicked off that red carpet. I will drop down in the middle of the red carpet, in the middle of all the cameras and everything, start twerking. Say, I, I turned around <laughs> one time when I was walking in front of you, and I turn around and I see your ass shaking. And I was, I'll pull tits out, I'll pull dicks out. I'll do everything I can to get kicked the fuck off the red carpet because I hate them so much. So my goal is when I start, because I'm made to walk the red carpet. Raven does that shit by choice. Your, your goal is to piss off yes, your publicist. Exactly. <laughs> I have a publicist, best publicist in the, uh, the porn industry. She's not cheap, but she's the best. Her name is Erica Icon. She's always waiting for me at the end of that red carpet. She makes me walk it for my brand. She's like, you need to be on the carpet. We need to have photos. We need to have videos that you were here. We need the publicity. Get your ass on the carpet because she knows I hate them. <laughs> So I'll be walking it, but I will intentionally, because she's hilarious when you piss her off. Raven even knows this. <laughs> yes. She's fucking hilarious to piss off because she gets so mad. She gets red and she'll start jumping up and down in place with her fists and she just gets so mad. So I'll try to walk the whole red carpet in front of her while she's at the end where she can see me just fucking, just fucking with everybody trying to get kicked off. So by the time I see her at the end, she's jumping up and down. She's so mad. It's so cute. I fucking love pissing her off. 
I mean, I love her to death, but she's so much fun to piss off that I, and I've been, what? I've been almost kicked out of every single AVN. Well, it's not hard because, <laughs> you know, a genetic girl can be naked walking through the AVNs and nobody will say anything to her. But God forbid if you have a bulge in the front of that bikini, I've, okay. you're inappropriate. The only one I'm respectful at is TAs because I know the upper management so well. But they're the ones I hate the most. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I know it's a big fucking commercial for Groovy Products, and all their bitches are going to win. I already know that going into the TAs, so that doesn't bother me. But I try to avoid the TAs. You, you drag me there all the well, fucking time. Well, because my job requires us to do shit like Remember that. what you were saying prior to the show about the way Vegas feels about BGM and everything? Yeah. Just understand what it's like at those events for me. When I walk into the TEAs, I get fucking mobbed. And I don't want these bitches that all want me to give them careers, want me to get them on the red carpet, want to use me, want to be in our films. I get mobbed. Nowadays, because that was a few years ago, nowadays I don't believe that will happen because we've established very publicly in the last few years that I have nothing to do with that and that about, all the girls will mob you. I was about to say... Just like the famous line from Mad Max, you want to film? You talk to me. I think <laughs> girls have figured that out, how the dynamics, because the, the truth is, guys, I have nothing to do with any of our girls. I barely speak to them. Honey is an exception. She watches my cam show. She'll chime in. I'll check on her. But rarely I deal with any of the girls. In fact, I had never even spoken to Honey. I didn't know who the fuck she was till the day she showed up on stage where I'm supposed to direct her. Raven knows these girls. Raven gets to know these girls. She knows all the girls in the industry. I don't deal with the girls. That's not my job in BGM. My job is I write all the scripts. I build all the props, the costumes, and the sets. I do all pre-production. Once Then I, you do all <laughs> post-production. <laughs> and I do all editing. But when I finish my script and I have all my props, and I, have, I, may, I, I will hand my script to Raven. And say, Raven, here's the movie we're going to do. You need to cast this film. And I will let her know the kind of people I would want in each role. And I she wish, will have in her mind, I wish we had okay, she's script. looking for this, she's looking for that. We usually get the script five minutes before we're shooting. That's because I change it on a regular basis. But you do come with me or come to me with ideas. You'll say, this is what I want to do. I need girls for this. Yeah. And then I go through and I try to figure out who's available. And who would be good interested. in that part. Yeah. yeah. And, and Raven also sets up all the shoots, which means I have no control over whether you get a shoot, what time it's going to be, when it's going to be. Raven tells me when to be on set. Everybody assumes that I'm in charge. When it comes to all of our films, they are all Kimber Haven fucking films. However, that doesn't mean I'm in charge of that shit. Raven is the one who tells me who I'm going to be shooting with and when and when to be on set. There are times Raven, I'm Raven's bitch. She tells me where to be, when to be, and who I'm fucking. Uh, and if I arrive on set and Lexus is directing, both of us are Ra uh, Lexus's bitch and she's in charge on her set. So I think all three of us take charge at some point in the project because before the project is being filmed, it is my fucking project and nobody has any say on it. But then once I do all my stuff, I turn it to you. I no longer am 
in charge of it. You are. You make all the decisions. Who's going to be in it? What time we're going to shoot this shit? Everything going on. Well, I do get input from you. I'll, I'll hit you up and say, what do you think about this person for this role? I don't just unilaterally decide, but... You know, I guess you kind of do the same thing with your scripts, though, because we're always throwing you ideas. And, and you you know my penchant for, like, if, if I don't have an idea, then when I arrive on set, I will just be quiet and I'll pace. Yes. I'll walk around the room, I'll look at the floor, and I'll just be pacing well, and until I come up with it. it's funny because we've been together for six years. I've been doing porn for, no, almost seven years. Jesus. I've been doing porn for at least five. And... You know, it's it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not talking more, I'm thinking. And it's like, bitch, you think I don't fucking know that? <laughs> it's, okay, every time, it, scripts come from this one question. Every time I go into a shoe, I think, why are they fucking? What caused this? Why are they fucking? Because why the pizza fucking? got delivered. Yeah, it, it, there has to be a reason. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I fucking hate those videos that start immediately, they're in a room and they start it going. Yeah. There's no lead in. We don't know why these two are fucking. They're fucking on a bed. Hot sex scene, but that's it. After they're done, it cuts. And they always look like the same goddamn room. Like most of Christian shoots. Yeah. Now, I will have to give Christian one compliment. That he did come up with the concept of you and I shoot, and it was original. Because we started, I go in there, and I'm back in Vegas, and there's a storyline involved. <laughs> and he finds out you're here with me, and he's like, why don't we just all do it together? And you remember that, the whole lead-in? I, I haven't how, seen him do a lot of lead-ins like that. How can I forget? That was the shoot where he just fucking threw me off so he could nut on your face. God, that was funny. Oh, it pissed okay, me off. It for all of our listeners, me <laughs> let, me, let me explain the story of what she's going off about. So we've both shot with Christian multiple times, unfortunately, because uh, it's something you do when you're a big star. You shoot with Christian. And if you're a big star, you shoot with him a few times. So we've we have a few shoots out there with him. So we've shot with him a few times. So when we go to Vegas, um, he's usually hitting us up to shoot. And he hits Raven and I up. He wants to do a threesome. He wants to take us both on at the same time. So we're OK, let's do this. So his shit always sells. He's a good big name, so his shit will sell. So we agree to do it. We we But he doesn't pay us. Yeah. We he only pay do us. cross content with we, him. We only agree to shoot with Christian if we also own the film. Because we're we only work for ourselves. We we want to film our content. And girls always own your shit. That is why we created this company, because we never steal your shit. You will always own it. You will always walk away. Anything you make with us, you own. So that's very important to make money down the line. So anyway. I was explaining that to the new girl that I'm courting to film with us. Yeah. Make tons of content, build your brand, then sell your content, retire off your content. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so Christian has his plan. Where we're going to be fucking like animals, the threesome. But on a porn set, you take little breaks uh, in between the position changes. So we're on a slight break. Christian takes me aside. And uh, we're, we're kind of in a sex thing. And I go up there towards him. Raven's sucking his dick. So we're on a couch. So I go up there towards his head. And I'm making out with Christian. And then he starts whispering to me. And the, the, the camera is shooting. 
He's like, I'm about to come, but I want to give you my cum no, shot. No, he was fucking me. Oh, because I know, no, because I had crawled up there no. and we had this discussion. I was. This is before he fucks you. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm having this discussion with him up on the couch while you're sucking his dick. We're rolling and nobody can hear what we're talking about. So if you ever watch this scene, you see me and Christian whispering sweet nothings up there. This is exactly what's being said. <laughs> So Christian comes up with this plan. He says, hey, I, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm going to come, but I want you to take my cum shot. He says, I want to put it in your mouth. So I said, okay. I said, so uh, wh- what do you want to do? He's like, I'm going to fuck her until I'm ready, and then I'm going to uh, pull my dick out of her, and I'm going to turn towards you and give it to you in your mouth. So this entire plan is going on fuck, while we're shooting. Fuck you, Christian. <laughs> yeah. So... This whole plan is actually being whispered like sweet nothings you know, during the film. So and I would have been fine with it on. had I been told what was happening. So but we fucking piece of shit, fucking So she's man. down there sucking his dick. She can't hear our whispering. But if you watch the video, you'll see that we're whispering up there while she's sucking him off. And that's what we're talking about. So we have this plan that she's unaware of. So I'm like, okay, we'll do this. So then I, I kind of back off to get ready and I get on my knees getting ready because I know what's coming and then he grabs her and he's fucking her she's writing okay he's sitting and I'm yes. kind of like reverse cowgirl but he's on got my he's got my hand or my legs in Holding his arms her. so he's bouncing me I'm not bouncing and myself. he's a big strong man he's six foot five he's a big dude so he's literally lifting her and bouncing her up and down on his cock while he's sitting there all right and I'm on my knees waiting because I know what's coming that he's close and then all of a sudden he's fucking her, he's fucking her. Next thing I know, this big motherfucker literally throws her through the air off his dick. And her expression is caught on film. If you watch it slow motion, you'll see her eyes get all huge. And she literally goes airborne through the fucking air as he throws her over onto the other end of the couch and then gets up and comes in my mouth. She had no idea she was going to be thrown. She caught air. <laughs> And then this motherfucker has the audacity to hit me up every month, month or two. How you doing, Raven? Oh, I miss you. After I miss you so much. You know, I haven't... When are you coming to Vegas again? I haven't agreed to shoot with him after what he did to you. I didn't know you guys were on speaking terms. We're really not. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he will just... I've never initiated a conversation. He'll hit me up. Uh... Harvey Weinstein of trans porn, basically. Yes, yes. It's what he's known as, the Harvey Weinstein of trans porn. He's got a really weird, sick, twisted fetish that makes a lot of girls extremely uncomfortable. What what does it for him is, oh my God. is really weird and makes girls uh, kind of uh, very awkward. So if you guys didn't know, because I'm sure most people don't, Christian has a particular fetish. Christian, to make his dick hard, needs to feel like he's in a meaningful relationship and he's in love with you for his dick to work. So here's what happens. You'll show up on set and he'll fuck you just fine, but he'll start losing his heart on. But when he does, what he usually does is he'll stop the shoot. He'll take you into a side room and then he'll start talking very awkward, lovey dovey stuff like telling you, you should move to Vegas, Vegas, be with him be together, be his girlfriend, that he has feelings for you, that he's been he's been into you for a while. He'll tell you all of this shit because 
he wants to feel romantically involved with you, but it's just all bullshit. The th- yeah, the thing is, he yeah. tells that to every single girl he shoots with. It's just how he gets his dick hard, but a lot of these girls actually believe that he's in love with them, that he's really into them, that they should move to Vegas because they're going to be with Christian and he's going to make him a big star, and they believe that, and they do that. But and a lot of girls are married <clears throat> or in relationships, and it makes them feel extremely awkward when he starts putting on this I'm in love with you shit to make his dick hard. Because he doesn't tell you this is fake. He doesn't tell you that this is fetish. You don't know. Until me and Raven found out accidentally because we tell each other everything. So And we literally shot with him, like, what, a day apart? Yeah, so I uh, so she came back and she's like, time. she's like, Christian's really into me. He's the one wants me to move down here, be my girlfriend. I'm like, I know, right? He said the same <laughs> thing to fucking me. And then we started figuring out when we started going through the beats that Christian That's has his, said to us. His modus yeah, operandi. It's, he has it so well rehearsed. He says it to every fucking girl. And the thing is, and what's really sad and kind of scary is that there are girls that buy that shit and they move to Vegas. They drop everything they've got. They sell all their shit, move to Vegas, and they're there for a couple months, and you see all these pictures of Christian and this person on social media sites, and then all of a sudden that person disappears, and there's a new person. Well, Christian found another girl he liked, and he kicked the old one to the curb. Is he with anybody right now? I don't know. When I shot with him the first time, he was dating some cis... um, dominatrix or some shit, but I know they're not together anymore. It, the reason I ask is because working, this sounds, this is going to sound horrible, and only people in the industry will get this reference. People that have been in the industry, but working with, uh, but dating Christian, being a couple with Christian, it's kind of like working with Kai Bailey. Oh, damn. It's career fucking suicide. And you remember, they hate each other. Remember that shoot that I did with Kai in Vegas that one time? And Christian I was like, hates everybody. He talks shit like, about Rob Yeager, too. Yeah, I was like, I got to shoot later with um, Christian. And Kai was like, well, don't tell him you shot with me. He'll cancel. I mean, they're, they're all fucking... I mean, Christian's just toxic masculinity at his core. He talks shit about all other male porn stars. It's yeah, like, fucking Kai's shut up, 50-year-old man with liver spots. Kai's basically a woke trans activist who's not trans. And I, and I know that fans remember Christian in his prime. Like they, they remember Wendy in her prime? <laughs> yeah. But th- when he's sucking you off and you got to look down at his... Sh- I know. <laughs> oh, God, that's nasty. <laughs> so, okay, so... Our listeners Christian, like Christian does a lot of uh, what do they call them triathlons where he's got his head exposed to the sun and it has not been kind to him and he's got a lot of liver spots on his head and then we're shooting and he's got all the scarring all over Plus, his chest I don't know about you but I don't like touching a bald head if it's giving me and he head. sweats a lot too uh, and because uh, I don't like w- touching a wet bald head that's gross but then. He has scars all over his chest. So, you know me. I don't give a shit. I'm like, what's the fucking scars about? Because I'll call him out on it. And he's like, the skin cancers. 
head removed. It's like, dude, dude, I'm shooting with a guy with liver spots on his head and skin cancer scars on his <laughs> chest. I'm not getting turned on here, dude. I know. That's why so I always have the bottom. <laughs> you know, these leggings are starting to grow on me. Starting to like them. Nina says, oh, he's even said some stuff to me over private message, too. I wonder if you even realize how old I am. Of course, I'm a little too smart to fall for such BS. Yeah, this is his modus operandi. He does it to all the fucking bitches, and I feel really that's, bad for the ones that I believe it. I think the only reason he hits me up once a month or every other month is because one of the first questions is always, when are you coming back to Vegas? And he's one of those guys that want to be a fucking suave player, but he's not because he's an abrasive dick. <laughs> and he has no game whatsoever. I mean, you you went out to lunch with the guy, right? Yeah. The guy has like the worst fucking personality known to man. How could anybody be with the guy? He spent most of the time on his fucking phone. And I was <laughs> I was just gonna come back to the room, and he was like, "You want to go get something to eat, and then come back and do a BJ scene?" And I was like, "Sure." And we get there, and literally, it's like it's almost like you're there. But he really doesn't even want to be there. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's just like, like just fucking eat. I'm feeding. Yeah, you. I was like, why the fuck are we even here? He's like, I'm because I'm trying to bribe you to suck my dick. Just eat, eat your fucking salad, then eat my dick. Well, he didn't have to bribe me. It was content. I didn't fucking care. Yeah. What What, what was the girl? Oh yeah, the the new girl says that she did a scene with Christian. She could take my cock, and you're like, he only uses four inches. Yeah, I, I literally told her that. I was like, yeah, my girlfriend's got a big dick. If you know, if you want to do a scene with her, and she's like, well, I filmed with Christian, and he's got a big dick. And literally, because I've said it so many times, the first thing that I type back to her is like, yeah, but he only puts half of it in. And if you guys <laughs> ever watch that threesome with me, Christian, and Raven. My dick's virtually identical to his. W there's so many side by side. Mine has a bigger curve, though. Mine's more. You curved. have a bigger curve than most people. That's true. I got a banana dick. Oh, it hits the right spots with me. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm glad because it's making me cream. But like, like I said, way. I want to try riding it because that puts it in yeah, a different curve. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, no. <laughs> Listen to you, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You just lay back and let me yeah, have fun. I don't really like being passive during sex. You don't have to be passive. I don't like being passive when I'm topping. Me riding you is submissive. No, I like taking it. <laughs> not, not. I like riding sometimes. Yeah, but you you want to give it, but I'm I'm going to take it. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah, I want yes. I want more than one position. Well, I I fuck you, missionary too. You better start carrying me again, first, then. First of all, I <laughs> fucked you everywhere. I'll, I'll fucking fuck you against the wall. I'll fuck you, missionary. I'll it's oh, nah. fuck you, side saddle in your bed. You fuck me, missionary. A few weeks ago. No. Yeah, I did it on your bed. I pulled you up to the edge, fucked you, missionary. Then fucked you, side saddle. That's not missionary. That's me laying on my back on the side of the bed. That that's. Missionary. No, missionaries where you lay on top of me and grunt like a man. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. That's not missionary. <laughs> well, we're getting close. I mean, we still have a few minutes, but I'm and just not one problem on this fucking network. I know it's it's fucking amazing. Viva the Skyhawk Radio Talk. <laughs> what? Skyhawk after dark. Uh, after dark. Viva. So, do you know the name of that Nicolas Cage movie? Well watched. No. 
I was going to warn people about that shit. I don't know if I should. I mean, it's like, the thing is, was it a good movie? No. Am I glad I watched it? Kind of. Kind of. I think it's kind of one of those experiences. It was a typical (coughs) Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about uh, a movie he did called Pig that people are saying you should check out. Yeah. They're saying it's a crazy fucking Nicolas Cage Oh, it's one of the first things that popped up. It was... um, here it is. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Prisoners of the... <laughs> you'll take anything now. Like, you know we could probably get him for fluffer, man. He'll take anything to pay those taxes off. Poor Nicolas Cage. You remember when he was in blockbuster movies? Like The Rock and like... Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah, and uh, Con Air. He was in huge blockbuster summer movies, and now he's just in like... The stuff that would be in Blockbuster and the straight-to-video section. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> what I think these are. They always had the best covers because they didn't have the best movies, so they had to trick you renting it with the cover. Well, I mean, the cover is literally just like an artist's rendition of his head with, like, two samurai swords on his back and that exploding Elvis costume. Yeah, see, the fucking B-grade straight to videos always spent the the majority of the work on the cover because they had to sucker you into watching this shit movie. So they they would get like acclaimed artists like Borth Vallejo and shit to make this huge fantasy cover of this yes. epic Conan esque person fighting a dragon, then you watch it and you're like, that's a paper mache helmet. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I just saw him hit a guy with his sword and his sword wiggled. Yes, I noticed <laughs> he just that. He got hit with a rock and it, it just bounced. I noticed that. I mean, it's like watching an old Star Trek episode. But, you know, if, if it was a straight-to-video release back in the day and Star Trek was a movie, they would have this badass fucking front cover with these huge battles and all these monsters. There you go. I just I just put the cover in chat. That's That movie is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie is one of those movies that I wouldn't recommend as a good movie, but it's like a what the fuck movie. It's got oh, fucking God, Boss yeah. Hog in it, an explosive Elvis suit. He blows his testicle up. It has samurais and cowboys for no fucking reason living together in Samurai Town, which is apocalyptic cowboy town. And it's just the most bizarre what the fuckery. I've then, ever seen. Then you got the other town that's fallen apart with the big clock because nobody can figure out how to ruin the clock so that they can get back into normal space time. <laughs> I mean, it's th- this fucking movie is what the fuckery. It's not a good film, but it's one of those films that you want to get baked and try to figure it out. Why? Why they, does this exist? They jumped around so much. It's almost like you're watching... Um, like two movies at once and they're just panning back and forth between the two movies. <laughs> See Trey's talking about pig right now. <laughs> it's about this hermit. This guy used to be a chef, but now he's a homeless hermit living in the woods and his only friend is a pig. Oh God. That sounds cheesy as fuck. Well, it doesn't sound any cheesier than prisoners of Ghostland, but <laughs> Yeah. Elvis and Boss Hog and <laughs> Samurais and Cowboys. All right, now we have forty five seconds. All right, so. people. Well, we got another show. No issues. Oh, that Skyhawk is so After Dark. Fucking amazing. Rocks. Thank you, Skyhawk. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Brian Rocks. All right, people. We hope we made you laugh. Hope we entertained you on a Saturday. So we love you. Peace. Bye, guys.
Hi guys. I'm gonna suck your fucking back.